NASA's Orion spacecraft is headed home to Earth, and it'll land on Sunday, December 11th, off the coast of San Diego, California, and the spacecraft made its second and final close approach to the moon Monday at 10.43 a.m. December 5th, just before its return-powered flyby burn, passing 80.6 miles above the lunar surface. And this burn used the spacecraft's main engine on the European service module. It lasted about 3 minutes and 27 seconds and changed the velocity of the spacecraft around 655 miles per hour. That's 961 feet per second. And it was the final major engine maneuver of this flight test. Bill Nelson, who's the administrator of NASA, said Orion is heading home. Today, the team achieved another momentous accomplishment, flying Orion just 80 miles from the surface of the moon. The lunar flyby enabled the spacecraft to harness the moon's gravity and slingshot it back toward Earth for a splashdown. When Orion re-enters Earth's atmosphere in just a few days, it will come back hotter and faster than ever before. The ultimate test before we put astronauts on board. Next up, re-entry. Several hours before the flyby, the spacecraft performed a trajectory burn at 4.43 a.m. CST using a reaction control system thruster on the service module. Now, when the spacecraft comes back down to Earth, there are a bunch of people that are involved with this. The mission team pulled GO to deploy the recovery assets off the coast of California ahead of Orion's splashdown on December 11th. There's teams of divers, engineers, and technicians on small boats and arrive at the capsule. And once there, they'll secure the capsule and prepare to tow it back into the big ship. This is known as the well deck. Divers will attach a main cable to the Orion spacecraft, and then there will be four other lines around the craft that will be maneuvering it as it gets winched up into a cradle and the ship's well deck. Once it's inside the cradle assembly, the well deck will be drained and Orion will be secured in this cradle. And Orion is headed back to Earth. It exited the lunar sphere of gravitational influence Tuesday, December 6th at 1.29 a.m. CST. This is the last time during the Artemis 1 mission that the Orion capsule will be in the sphere of influence for the moon. And after completing the return-powered flyby, now the Earth's gravity takes over, and Orion is headed back towards the Earth's atmosphere, where it will be going 25,000 miles per hour. So when the Orion spacecraft enters Earth's atmosphere again, it's going to get extremely hot and they need to make sure that the thermal protection system is intact before this mission continues on. So what NASA did is flight controllers used Orion's cameras on board the spacecraft to inspect the crew module, thermal protection system, and the European service module in the second of three planned external spacecraft inspections before it enters the atmosphere. If you could take a second and hit the like button and the subscribe button, it would help me out a little bit. It's gonna help you out even more because YouTube is going to see that and they're going to start recommending you more NASA, SpaceX, spaceflight footage and coverage from other creators, not just myself, but other people out there doing interesting things on YouTube. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take a second, hit like, and subscribe 
Thanks so much. The cameras they used to inspect Orion were on the solar array wings, and they took a series of still images of the TPS. Engineers and flight controllers at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston, they're going to be reviewing these images over the next couple days. And the crew back down here on Earth are preparing for the December 11th splashdown. On December 6th, Orion was traveling 244,000 miles from Earth at about 79,000 miles from the moon and cruising at 500 miles per hour. But it's going to be going 25,000 miles per hour before it hurdles into the Earth's atmosphere. So let's get into some SpaceX news here. This is called Starshield, and this is SpaceX's Starlink, but for government-focused services. This is a very secure satellite network for government agencies. And this isn't going to be available for regular consumers. Now, the regular Starlink system provides super fast internet connectivity to rural areas. So gaming speed internet for people without the ability or with limited ability to have the internet at a high speed wherever they are. SpaceX says on their website, while Starlink is designed for consumer and commercial use, Starshield is designed for government use. SpaceX and the U.S. Department of Defense have been working together for years, and this seems like a way for SpaceX to tap into their biggest customer, and that's the Department of Defense and the Pentagon. SpaceX says the initial system will have three focuses right now, imagery, communications, and hosted payloads. Now, we have to talk about the hosted payloads for a second. They're going to be using the customers that they're going to be getting through the government they're going to be using the satellite's body of the spacecraft as a platform to launch things into the Earth's orbit. Let me know in the comments down below. And what do you think of Starshield? Do you think it's a good idea for SpaceX to get more involved with the government, the Pentagon, and the Department of Defense? Or do you think they should focus more on the initial mission of sending a spacecraft to Mars with people on board? From the Department of Defense standpoint, this seems like a no-brainer. SpaceX would build the satellites, they'd build the Starshield, there's an end-to-end -end offering for national security, they'd build the network, the ground antennas for the satellites, launch all of it with the Falcon 9 rocket or Starship in the future, and then operate the network after that. So this is end-to-end. -end. The Department of Defense makes an order, SpaceX builds it all, and then they do everything else too. So let's take a look what SpaceX has to offer on their website for Starshield. A secured satellite network for government entities. Earth observation. Starshield launches satellites with sensing payloads and delivers processed data directly to the user. Communication. Starshield provides assured global communications to government users with Starshield user equipment. Starshield builds satellite buses to support the most demanding customer payload missions. This one's pretty cool, the Starshield Communications. And as we know, the Department of Defense sends people basically into the middle of nowhere sometimes. So if there's a Starshield Communications Network in place, there's a possibility that they can deploy this in the middle of nowhere with these people. Now let's take a look at the security of the Starshield. Starlink already offers unparalleled end-to-end -end user data encryption. Starshield uses additional high-assurance cryptographic capability to host classified payloads, process data securely, meeting the most demanding government requirements. So everything they need to do in secret, they can do it in secret. And if Starshield wasn't impressive enough, the interoperability, let's take a look at this, Starlink's inter-satellite laser communications terminal 
which is the only communications laser operated at scale in orbit today, can be integrated onto partner satellites to enable incorporation into the Starshield network. So this is some, say a Boeing makes a satellite, SpaceX's satellite can communicate with the Boeing satellite. They can work together to get the mission done for the Department of Defense. Thanks for watching. There's a couple of links over there. There's one for a playlist and there's one for a subscribe. So if you want to subscribe, that'd be really great. And if you want to check out the Artemis One playlist, take a look at that.